Irvin Pattier. Who is Mark Fernandez? Yeah. So again, as as you said, I'm uh you know what I'm doing professionally now. I'm a holistic pra- practitioner, intuitive energy healer that helps people and animals and spaces when they've hit the wall with health and well-being issues. I've been doing this work for over 10 years and I got into it because of my own life, my own experiences in my professional life that got me into energy medicine and uh, first background actually in Hispanic studies. So I taught for many years about Latin America, the Latino United States, literature, art, culture at the college level primarily, and have had a lot of international experience and I, I love traveling. Have you ever been to Chicago? No, I haven't, but I know it's, uh, you know, as a Latin Americanist, I, I know it's, you know, off the coast of northern Venezuela near Grenada, very famous for its calypso music and soca uh, and much more. Uh, obviously, interesting enough, today here in the U.S., October 12th is, you know, some refer to as Columbus Day, others as Indigenous Peoples Columbus Day. Day yeah. So, you know, a, a lot going on in the world. So, uh, like many places in the Caribbean, an interesting confluence of cultures from, you know, the Spanish tradition, the British traditions, the the French, and yeah, you know, the confluence of cultures. Yes, that's that's right. And today, as you said, America is celebrating Columbus Day. Um, have you ever been to the Caribbean? Any part of the Caribbean? Uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, but uh, 2006. For all the different things, I remember. Uh, you know, uh, uh, when I taught as a Latin American, as my main area as far as my research was, was Mexico, but we taught about, you know, all of Latin America. And so my direct experience has been with Puerto Rico, and it was, it was beautiful. I, I like, I love the Caribbean. So you were into, as, as you have here, energy healing. What is energy healing? Yeah. So energy healing, energy medicine. Basically, it's the principle. It's it's a principle. Let's let's first work with the the energy part. So energy. When I'm talking about energy, it's really talking about the energy from quantum physics. Everything is really pure energy. You know, uh, people, animals, spaces. It's really pure energy. And as the quantum physicist taught us many years ago, energy can neither be created nor be, nor be destroyed. It just changes forms. So the idea is that with like energy healing, when I'm talking about healing, I'm talking about healing in the sense of restoring balance, harmony, flow to a system. As I said, we're really pure energy. And when we experience pain or discomfort, there are energetic imbalances in the field that start out on an energetic blueprint and over time can show up on the quote unquote physical body as pain, discomfort, or as Energists often say dis-ease, imbalances in the energy field. So what I'm doing as a practitioner, as an energy healer, is to restore balance, flow, and harmony to the system so pe- people experience better health and well-being. You said here, and I quote, everything is energy. Yes. And in, in one, of your, one of your blogs, I see here, and, and you will identify, you will identify, release non-beneficial energies that are blocking you from striving in all areas. Explain that statement to us. Energy that are blocking us. Yeah, so 
So basically, in, in, in simple terms, like I said, when we are experiencing optimal health and wellness, we're in a state of a higher vibration, okay? When, when lower vibration energies, like very common low vibration energies would be like negative trapped emotions such as guilt and shame, those are very low frequencies and will, will reduce a person's health or well-being. Uh, anger is a little bit higher up on the scale uh, and it can be a moment of empowerment, but over time can also cause damage. The most beneficial energies is love. <laughs> You know, uh, 528 hertz. Okay, as we know, uh, love, uh, you know, a lot's going on in the world. So if people see a situation where there's tension, just send out the intention through your intention of sending out the love frequency of 528 hertz. That through your intention, your consciousness, you can shift the energy of a situation. You, men you mentioned 520 hertz. That's I twenty eight love. How do you how do you how do you measure what what uh, calculation do you use to measure different type of emotional and the yeah, calculation? Yeah, so a lot of um, I'm thinking of, of Dr. David Hawkins. He did this uh, scale of consciousness of where he they, the scientists have measured it that every emotion has a frequency. Like I said, some of the uh, lower vibrations are shame and guilt, um, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 or 15 hertz. Basically, the lower vibration frequencies are will will lower the vibration. They're non-beneficial. The higher vibration, like they say, love and above, 500 and above hertz will raise your frequency and, and promote optimal health like, you know, joy, love peace, tranquility, all those bring out the optimal health and well-being. So these these have been measured scientifically because everything has a vibration. And as far as me, I just intuitively know, or if I want to send out the frequency of love, I connect with God's source creator, just kind of dial on the frequency and send it out. So, okay, yep, boop, there it goes. That's, that's something else because as you know, we are living in a very interesting time. The time that we are living in is, is called the new norm. It's pandemic era, 2020, mm -hmm. the year of no certainty. It's a year where basically depression is on the rise. Yes. Suicide is on the rise. Yes. And we have a lot of people in doubt of the future and their future. All the plans that they have made is basically gone on the way on the side. Some people yes. have lost loved ones. So it's a year basically traumatic. Yes. How do you how do you get people to channel that hurt? Because there are people that are hurting, some people that are in pain and some people just worry. How do you get people to channel that energy who are being happy? How do I how do I channel that? How do I get from there? and miserable to be enjoyable, which is the optimum level to be healthy. Yeah. So I, I think the first thing is to acknowledge where you're at, okay? Instead of, because sometimes I think at least here in the U.S., you know, there's this school of thought about positive thinking that we should always be happy, always, you know, be positive. The truth is all of us experience a range of emotions. So it's, it's 
quote unquote natural to experience the fear and anxiety. So first thing is to acknowledge it, okay? Then the second thing is to look at when you're in that state of let's say fear or anxiety, first thing is check out, check out your breathing. How are you breathing? Usually if you're in that state of like tense, your breathing is very shallow. You're not breathing from the diaphragm up, okay? So one thing you can do, first thing is just move move your body first thing, okay? Because if you're in a that state of fear or panic, uh, you know, even right now, wherever you are in the world, it's pretty much safe to go take a walk outside, wherever you live, you know, uh, in, uh, you know, during the day or whatever, and walk. That will shift your energy. Another thing that you can do to shift your energy is laughter. I don't know if you've had any guests talk about laughter yoga or just laughter. Now, I was just talking about that as a, as a Latin Americanist. I spent a lot of time in Mexico City. And as I saw, you know, uh, lots of times people I'd see on the streets in Mexico City were going through some really hard times, okay? At the same time, lots of times in general, a lot of cultures, you see still a joy and a laughter, people able to make the most of a difficult situation. So I don't make, minimize the difficulty, but usually laughter will get up uh, your, keep your immune system um, up versus anger will suppress your immune system. So those are some immediate things. I would say be aware, acknowledge where you're at and start doing some simple things that will shift your energy. And notice how you feel after taking a walk or uh, laughter. Those are a few things and look, check, definitely check your breathing. Most likely it's very shallow. Check your breathing, do some laughing, and you fool yourself with laughter. Just laugh, just fool your senses, mind, just by laughing. Uh, yeah, and also I would say the other thing is a lot of things, again, you know, that's causing the fear, anxiety, pretty much, again, you know, everyone stay informed about what's going on in the world. That's important. But I would encourage people probably to reduce their amount of, if they are reading newspapers, mainstream newspapers, TV, radio, pretty much that wherever you are in the world is kind of laced with fear and anxiety. Okay. And that kind of affects people's state of mind too. Okay. And going back to what you said about the fear of the future, again, acknowledge it say, yeah, I'm concerned. And I think uh, another way of, of to, to begin pulling people, you know, into a state is always uh, reflect on the gratitude, the things that you do have in your life. Maybe it's like you said, I can breathe, I can walk. Because when we're, we're also in a state of gratitude, that raises our, our frequency and begins. Again, if people are in serious depression, suicide, you know, I don't know about in Trinidad and Tobago, but here in the U.S., there are, you know, help helplines. People can get help. So again, those aren't for those those situations. But uh, those are some things people, if they're just, you know, kind of experience feeling down, blue, to kind of lift their spirits. Okay, and not everything changes, you know, overnight. But uh, start focusing on those other things, and that helps over time. When people want to get in contact with you, how do we? Find Mark Hernandez uh, with social media. Yeah. So social media, you can find me on Facebook. My business is People and Pets Energetics. So go to your favorite search engine and type in People and Pets Energetics. It'll take you there. 
And you can also find me on my website at peopleandpetsenergetics.com. Peopleandpetsenergetics.com. Uh, I know your, your LinkedIn, you're on Facebook, and that sort of thing. Mark um, Hernandez on Facebook also. And you also, have a, you also do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I do a show. It's called The People and Pet Show. It usually airs every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time live. Uh, I sometimes do it through Zoom or uh, or other like StreamYard where people can type in, participate. And often I interview guests in the holistic space. Uh, and often I do live mini healings like this afternoon. It wasn't a per se an edition of my show, but I did uh, live mini healings with people that were on the on the call. And often people experience change reduction and pain from like nine to a two and often 10 minutes. Excellent. And how long have you been um, doing your own uh, energy healing? Uh, my own practice, my own like, yeah, your own practice. Yeah. So uh, my own business, I formally started my trainings 10 years ago and my own uh, business since 2013. So a little over seven years. Yeah. Seven years. Could you, you tell me of an instance or a testimony that you had from one of your clients that you uh, spoken to you, you counseled and you saw a change in their response? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I work with a variety of clients. Uh, one, one client, uh, her name is Davia. Uh, she, I worked with her. Uh, she was having difficulty breathing. It's a woman in her, her early 60s. And I worked with her. In this case, this was like a full session. It was actually my first time to work with her. And um, uh, she, she said she had problems breathing all her life. We work, We cleared a lot of non-beneficial energies. But the biggest thing that was keeping her stuck was uh, when it took me back to five I was tracking energy at age five. I said, grief. I said, feels like someone passed away, like a male figure. Anyone come to mind? She goes, my father passed away. And what had happened was the father passed away unexpectedly when she was five. And what can happen is when humans, you know, leave the earthly plane or, or transition, they quote unquote die, sometimes their spirit gets stuck here on this plane. In the case of the father, he had never transitioned. He'd been staying around his daughter for 55 years because he felt he needed to take care of her. And what I know from my work with, you know, technically call them ghosts, even if they're benevolent, uh, if they're in a person's field, like around them, they distort them and cause health problems. So with the help of God, source creator and the archangels, we sent the father to the light 55 years later after the passing here on earth. And um, immediately after she goes, I can breathe for the first time in my life. So some of the, those are some of the things I see when I'm working, when people have issues or being affected by spiritual interferences, such as entities, ghosts, curses. I see some very dramatic changes in people pretty much on the spot. So that's one example. Do you encounter a lot of spiritual, I just say, interference with some of your clients? 
Yeah, especially I see that a lot with people that are, uh, you know, um, even, yeah, even uh, clients that are maybe newer on the path of energy healing, energy medicine. Uh, a lot of people are affected by curses. Let me tell you what that is for your audience. So here in the U.S., often when you say a curse energy, they think, oh, it's the witches like at Halloween around the cauldron. No, a curse energy can even be like uh, in a school. If a teacher tells a five-year-old, you'll never amount to anything. That's like a curse. It's like a negative energy on someone's field. Here in the U.S., if a medical doctor tells a patient they have, let's say the doctor says they have cancer and they say, you have two months to live. Legally, they're required Mm -hmm. to do that. But energetically, it's a curse. Or it can be someone that's in a relationship that's kind of abusive. And the husband tells now the ex-wife, you're, you're a blah, you know, whatever it is. That's a curse. I see that quite a bit. Like 30 years later, people are still carrying that curse energy. You release it through God's source creator, and they feel different on the spot. You also do deal with animals. Yes, I do. Yeah. So... Explain that. Yeah. So uh, when I first started my when I first started energy healing, my intention was to work primarily with people. Uh, 2000, 2011, 2013, I was living and working in Asia, in Taipei, in Taiwan. And at the time, I was teaching Hispanic studies in an international school during the day. And at night, I was doing a certification program called the Emotion Code. For that program, it required the practicum part that we work with at least five animals. Long story short, I was stuck. I didn't speak Mandarin Chinese, living in Taiwan, uh, couldn't find volunteer clients to talk, talk to this crazy Westerner, just spoke English and Spanish. Anyway, so one fateful day, a local Taiwanese invited me to go ice skating. Because of I accepted on the spot this invitation to go ice skating in downtown Taipei, it led me to the Cat Hotel. The castle. And uh, this is a place where Western expats left their cats when they wanted really well pampered. Anyway, I entered in the castle, rang the bell. The owner was there. I told her I was doing my certification program. My ask was, can you refer me to an English speaking uh, animal expat shelter where I can work with the animals, helps me for my certification and helps the animals. Turns out the, the owner was interested in what I do and said, I'm interested in what you're doing. I have friends that are interested in what you're doing. I'll book all your sessions here. You can do them all here at the Cat Hotel, and I'll be your translator. So what happened is I wound up over a three-week period working with 25 animals at the Cat Hotel in downtown Taipei. Uh, And I I loved working with animals. I said, when I get back to the U.S. and establish my practice, animals will be an integral part. So that's how I got started with the animals. And how was that been working with animals? Oh, they're a lot of fun. The animals are very evolved souls, just like humans. You know, each one's different, just like each, you know, each animal has his or her own personality, their own set of issues. So what I see is animals can have their own life issues, okay? Often they're affected by the humans around them. You know, the emotional gunk, the stress, the worry, they take it on. I've even seen uh, animals that take on, quote, unquote, the illnesses of their humans to try to help them out. Um, And uh, they're a lot of fun. And they tend to change faster than humans because they're not invested in their stories like humans. I I know several stories where 
when the human owner dies, afterwards, if they have a parrot, the parrot will just die, the dog will just die, the dog will just disappear, go away. Um, so yes, that connectivity is, is true with animals and their owner. Oh yeah. Even no, when I... you do... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Even when you do like um, training, dog training, basically the training is for the owner. Well, you know, that's the other thing I do want to add. Lots of times when I'm doing a a pet session, you know, healing for the pet, often up to 40% of the session, I need to do healing for the, 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 the human for the animal to get better. The the animal tells me, Hey, my pet parent needs, needs healing. So the pet parents there said, may I do some healing work on you? So in a pet session, I'm typically doing some healing work on the human too, so the animal can get better. Is it easier working with the animal, with animals than with humans? Um, like I said, uh, the, the, the changes tend to show up faster. Occasionally, you know, each, each case is unique. Sometimes animals, um, also like humans, are quote unquote more complex cases. What I mean by complex case is I've discovered that sometimes animals, you know, like I said, sometimes they have their own life issues. Other times they take on the energies from the household. And sometimes the animals are doing healing work on behalf of the pet parent or another human that uh, I, they're, they're, it's called proxying for, for a person or an animal that I have to see, I ask God's source creator if I can break that contract because they're basically taking on all the other stuff of another person to heal them. And usually I get permission to at least break the contract that that's no longer their job or I can put like a transmutational bubble around it so it buffers. The animal is still doing the healing work but doesn't feel the direct effects of the healing work for that human. Do you enjoy what you do? I love what I do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the most gratifying part is, well, for me, it's, you know, my first background was a teacher, university professor. And, you know, that's a form of service. Teaching is a form of service. There are many people out there doing different forms of service. And I think healing work is kind of like the next level of service. It's very gratifying to see that you can help people. Like I said, a lot of people that come to me are, they're in a lot of pain. They've already gone through the Western medical system, done some alternative. They're really stuck in a lot of pain. And like I said, to be able to help people, like sometimes in 10 minutes, uh, you know, often with, you know, a discrete issue, that's very rewarding because I see, you know, uh, they're much better. I see it in their demeanor and they feel different. You know, again, as I always say with my work, uh, people know if they're better or not and they always decide. So I love what I do. Martin Landers, it has been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for allowing me this time to, to talk to you about what you do and, and in terms of how you relate to people in terms of transformational energy. And I, I wish we had more time to go into a lot deeper in what you, what you do in terms of finances and careers. But I would like to have another interview with you again, a part two. Yeah. That's possible. I'd love to. We can just delve in finances. Also, if, if you ever have a, we can set up a time. If you ever have people that call in, I can work with people live too. Because I do remote. Great. Work. 
So we can explore that. Yeah, be happy to. So tell us again, how do we get in contact with you? Yeah. So my website is go to your favorite search engine and type in people and A&D pets, plural, energetics, E-N-E-R-G-E-T-I-C-S, people and pets energetics. It'll take you to my website, peopleandpetsenergetics.com. And on Facebook, you can find me at People and Pets Energetics. Thank you again, Mark Hernandez. Thank you. Have a blessed day. And we will set up that interview to have part two of this wonderful discussion. Okay, love to. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.